0: My name is June, and I'm at um, I'm Pastor Grace, and I also lead the Grace Covenant Church Korean upstairs. So we're happy to be here. I'm happy to share this message with you. We have been in a series called "Is Jesus Easy to Find?" And last week, Pastor Tullis spoke about remaining, and he said, "If we want to retain, we must remain." Man, it was a great anointed anointed word. It is, I, in my opinion, it was the, it is the most anointed word of God in the whole internet right now that has fanny pack involved. So really, <laughs> praise the Lord for a fanny pack and, and the anointing that flows. And he's wearing it today right now. I just saw him. I said, Hi. I'm like, oh, you're wearing it today right now. So I'm not wearing one, but if you're wearing one, God bless you. And thank you for making our, our church a little more contemporary and a little more chic. So appreciate you. Um, today I'll be I'm talking on the topic of finding Jesus alone and no other God. Finding Jesus alone and no other God. Um, we'll be studying from Joshua 24 verse 14 to 15. So if you want to turn in your own Bible to Joshua 24, great. If not, I'll read for you from 24 14 to 15. It'll be on the screen. Joshua 24 14 to 15. Now fear the Lord and serve Him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day, whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Let me pray. Father, that's our desire. No matter what the world and who the world is serving, us, me and my household, this house, we will serve you, Lord. And that's our desire, you and you alone. And it doesn't matter what, who our ancestors served, we in this generation, Lord, will serve you consistently and faithfully. So God, I pray that you will move Holy Spirit, reveal things in us that needs to be revealed, illuminate things so that we can worship you. And if all idols, us, Lord, let it come crumbling down in this place by the power that is in the gospel of Jesus Christ, the resurrected King, Lord. So move, we pray. And I pray this sermon won't be led or preached by the wisdom of the man, but by by rather the power and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit, Lord. It is in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ, our Lord, is easy to find when we throw away other gods. Jesus is easy to find when we throw away other gods. The reason why it is so hard to hear from God sometimes and we feel like we're not hearing from the Lord anymore. It's because of the other gods that have entered our hearts and have captured our eyes and our ears. It is not that he left. It's that, Pastor Donnell, we didn't switch partners. And we said, you know what? We're going to keep dancing, but we want both. That's what we call stuck in the middle, where you want to dance with both. You want to be married to both. Hey, so the Israelites, they left Egypt and God had to remove Egypt out of them, right? And that's us. Though the power of sin, we left it, we don't want to leave it, right? So that's inside. So God is trying to remove Egypt out of us. That was wilderness. Now it has been about 30 years since they entered the promised land. And what is interesting is that God has now worked in us to remove wilderness out of us. And what is wilderness? It's the no man's land. It's being stuck in the middle. So the Israelites, in their hearts, they were stuck in the middle. Yeah, they served the Lord. They worshiped. They came to their Sabbath or our Sunday, and they worshiped Jesus. They left their hands, and they did all the sacrifices, all the right things, religious things. However, when it comes to Monday and Tuesday, they failed to remain in him, but they start to worship other gods as well. It is not that they ever left God, but rather they added other things. So it is not worshiping God alone, but worship it, God, also. That is what the issue is. I'm going to show you a quick picture. It's a picture that I took while I was visiting Lima in Peru. For a couple of summers in in, in Peru, Lima, got to serve as a mission trip to um, uh, 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 really not Lima, but the slums of Lima. As you can see, it's, it's a really, there's no, there's no running water. It's just not a safe place for anyone to live. But we got to serve the community and this is a picture that I took from my vantage point of view of my prayer place. And this is how I would pray in the middle of the ministry, in the middle of the day. We would have lunch, and then before we went into our afternoon ministry, I'd go up to the top of the mountain, and, and I'll try to pray in the spirit for about 30 minutes, if possible. So I'll try to finish off my lunch, and I'll go up and pray. I'll pray, and I'll pray. It was great. It was a great moment. Two things that I noticed about that town is that the people, they're just so beautiful. Their hearts and their love, they're the gentlest and kindest people that you can meet. The second thing that I noticed about that town is that there are stray dogs all over the place. My wife has phobia for dogs, so for her, it was a very difficult mission trip. Literally, she had to be strong and courageous every moment, because they're just straight dogs. It's not, no dog is domesticated. It's like they just eat whatever, they they say hello to whoever, and they just, they're wagging their tail to anyone. There's no protection. They're just getting fed from everyone. And I was praying one one, um, lunchtime, and I was praying, I was praying, and this cutest puppy comes to me. I named him Ben, because I feel like no one named him anyway, right? So I'll just name him Ben. Came over, he, I think he used to have white first, now it was more like yellowish green. It's kind of weird, it's all dirty, and he's like walking, he's so cute. And I'm like, great, I'm praying, join me in prayer. And we pray, and I don't know what he's praying, I'm guessing some kind of tongue. And I said, great, two or three more gather in the name of Jesus Christ, great, God is going to be here. And everything I just said is unbiblical and wrong, past three sentences, but however, if you feel like oh, I think my dog will be saved, my dog can pray. I think he can love. Hey, if you're worried about there have questions about that, here at Grace, we welcome difficult questions. Feel free to ask those questions to Pastor Brett, and I'm gonna move on from there. So he comes to me. I'm like, great, we're praying together, and I like, I grew to love him more and more. Every time I'm up there, he comes. He comes day one, day two, day three. I'm falling in love with this guy. I'm like, great. Day four, I start to bring my half of my lunch. I'll eat it quick, but you know what? I want to save some for him, and he'll go crazy. He loves it. And every day, what we had there was was chicken, and I, I heard um, that chicken bones are so bad for dogs especially puppies that i should not feed it to the puppy so i would take away the bones but maybe some meats and and rice and he would love it he would love it man i was the king he fell in love with me everywhere i go he would come after me i'm like ben come on brother let's pray two or more come on pray let's eat together it was a great moment of fellowship i was encouraged it was great till day seven till day seven it was great day seven i was praying and one of our younger members came up and she brought the chicken bones and she said oh that's a cute puppy and she threw the throws the bones and i'm going no ben goes crazy and like oh and he, start, he starts chewing the bones and he's loving it and from that day on ben does not come to find me he's just chasing after that girl trying to get more bones out of her I was hurt. I didn't want to do ministry that afternoon. It's like, God, I mean, like, ministry and all good, missions, all good, but man, that Ben, he hurt my heart. Hurt my heart, and I was disappointed. And then I noticed something, that I do exactly the same to my God. I I go to him when he feeds me. I, I go to him when I think I can get benefits from him. And please hear me, idolatry is always rooted in benefits. You'll find that all idolatry, the root of that is, is it profitable? If it's a profitable, then go for it. That's idolatry. Anyway, and then I would go to other places or other people, other sources, if I think I could be benefited from that. I was just like Ben, going to this guy and this guy, this owner, this owner, whatever, where, whatever I could put my hands on. And weren't you disappointed when, you, when that girl did the same thing to you? When she would give you just enough to hook you but would never commit to you? But I feel like that's what we do to God as well. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to love you, Lord. I'm going to get all the benefits that I can get from you. But if the world or other things, other gods can give me some other benefits as well, I'm going to take that too. That's where the Israelites were. That's why Joshua had to say 14b. This is the latter portion of the verse. This is what he says. Throw away the gods of your ancestors whom they worshiped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and now served the Lord. That they had to make a decision. There are a few things, few things that we see. If you and I are walking in the place of being in the midground where we're serving both, this is how we feel in our spirit. In my study, a few things that I found, I I'll share with you. When we're taking the benefit from God and both the enemy as well, this is where we are. You constantly go to a place of Burnout. Because burnout is never about the activities. It's never about the amount of work. It's about the selfish ambition in your heart. Second thing that we see is that we feel emptiness. After you do that great ministry or great work, you feel empty. Third thing that we see is that you have the form of godliness, but you don't have the power. Fourth thing that we find is that we worry about what people think about us too much, way too much. Fifth thing, there's a void of intimacy in our lives. Sixth thing, through all that, there's such a sense of defeat in your heart. That's where, that's where we're led to when we're serving both God and other gods as well. Jesus is easy to find when we throw away other gods. Let's go back to verse 15 again. This is what it says. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself to say whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors who served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. What you will find in this verse is that this is a decision that Joshua and the Israelites made already. Please hear me. Choice is something that we have to make every day. You don't choose Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior one day and be done with it. No, you and I choose that every day, every morning. You wake up saying, Lord, you are my Lord. You wake up next day, say, God, you are my God. You need to choose your spouse every day, don't you? I love my spouse, and I'm saying, you know what? Wake up every day that I'm going to love her. I'm going to love her. I'm going to love her. I am devoted to her the rest of my life. You need to choose your family every day. You need to choose holiness every day. You got to choose to read your Bible every day. Choice, we think choice is like once a time thing. And guys, that's where you and I get into trouble. Hey, we put the ring on the, you know, finger and we're like, okay, we're good. We're set. Decision, no, 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 no. Your ladies expect you to decide every day for the rest of your life. And that's how love works, doesn't it? That's the same thing for us to God as well. We choose to love the Lord and him only every day. Choose him every day. And that's what Joshua is, rec- Joshua is saying. I know you guys decide, decided a long time ago, and maybe that refreshment is what is required of us this, this evening. We chose the Lord, and that's why you're sitting here in this room. However, maybe we gotta choose him again. Maybe we gotta refresh that commitment to the Lord. Two things, two more things that I wanna share with you. Then why, why do we fail to make that decision? Two factors. Because we, we, we know what we want. We know we want to serve the Lord. However, why do we fall into idolatry? Number one, is because of fear. Fear. Let's go back to verse 14 now. Fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Embracing the fear of the Lord removes all other fears. Embracing the fear of the Lord removes all other fears. These people, the Israelites, were afraid of so many things in the land. And that's why Joshua is saying, I know you want to make the decision, because it's never about, you know, that's the right thing. We all think that we want to choose the right thing and the better thing, but we cannot make that decision because we're afraid. What if What if this happens? What if this doesn't work out? That's why Joshua had to hear from God, Joshua 1, 6 to 7, be strong and very courageous. We got to be strong fear will always be an obstacle before your choice if you want to choose god and him only you're going to be afraid you're going to be afraid satan wants to make sure that you're afraid you got to choose you got to choose the lord over fear second thing that we see is that we got to throw away some things we got to throw away some things 14b throw away the gods your ancestors worship beyond the euphrates river in egypt and serve the lord Verse 23, now then, said Joshua, throw away the foreign gods that are among you and yield your hearts to the Lord God of your Israel. When you're choosing something and you are not, re- you're not removing or throwing away other things, you're not really choosing, you're just hoarding. Whenever you want to make the proper choice, you have to throw away something. If you're just adding stuff, that choice is just addition to your life. If you're choosing, you're choosing something and throwing away that was supposed to be in that place, you you remove that and say, you know, I'm going to throw that away because that doesn't belong there, but the Lord does. That's what choice is. That is the definition of choice. A lot of times we choose God and we choose this and that. However, we want to add more and more and more. One of the reasons why it was so difficult to evangelize to, to Japanese culture is because they had so many gods. They had so many gods. It was normal to add gods to their list because they said more is better. More gods, the better, right? So, they will, you know, the first first um, evangelist, they would go and say, you know what? Hey, Jesus Christ, he died for you. Said, they will say, you know what? They're so kind and gentle and proper and say, thank you so much, sir. I want that Jesus Christ. You go to the next person. You want that Christ? Yes, I want that Christ. Third person, you want that Christ? Yes. And they're like, oh, great. We just want 100 people. Great. Only to realize later that they weren't choosing, but they're adding to the other gods. And only when the missionaries went up to him and said, you know what, when you choose Jesus, it means you're letting go of other gods they said, no, I'm not going to do that. And they walked away from Christianity. You and I notice in our spirit, choosing is always throwing away something that is not there, that is not supposed to be there. Why is it so hard for us to stay in the moment of prayer, to remain in prayer time? Because something else is sitting in that place. If you want to go deeper into prayer, you got to be thinking about, what do I need to throw away? If you want to go into the word of God deeper, that you got to be thinking, why do, what do I need to throw away? Because something is sitting in that spot. Because choice is never about, you know, I'm going to read the word of God. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to pray. I'm going to love on this person. I'm going to love on them. I'm going to do community service. I'm going to win this city. And I'm going to go out to the world and do everything. And you're like, I'm not doing anything. That's where you and I are. Choice means okay, if I'm gonna pray, then what is in that place? What do I need to throw away in order for me to encounter God in a deeper way? Some of you are feeling stuck this evening. You feel like your vision is stuck. Your int- the intimacies in your life is just stuck. It, it didn't go. The relationship in your life, you feel like it just, the relationships are not going anywhere. The question that you got to be asking is not this, man, what is wrong with my life? That's what we ask. What, what do I need to fix? No, the better question and the right question is, what do I need to throw away in my life? That's the question that you and I need to be asking. Joshua 23, 13 says this, but they shall be a snare and a trap for you, a web on your sides and thorns in your eyes. If you and I don't throw away the things that we ought to throw away, the other gods, this is what happens to us. They shall be a snare and a trap for you, a whip on your sides and thorns in your eyes. Some of you, you need to break up with your guy friends. They don't have a positive influence on you. Whenever we choose to serve the Lord, your, your God, our God only, something interesting happens. Our circle of friends starts to change, doesn't it? It always does. And some of you are trying to hold on to both. And the Lord is saying, you gotta let go of one. I want you, you want me. Let's make this happen. Let's be dance partners. And in order for that to happen, you gotta let go of them. You gotta let, you gotta, you gotta empty that you got to throw those things away that is in your life, that is in place of the Lord your God. Choose him this day. Choose him this day. Jesus is easy to find when we choose to throw away things, throw away other things and other gods. So two questions that I want to leave with you tonight, and number one is this, what is my idol? What is my idol? And that's hard to find. Tim Keller Keller said it like this. Idolatry means turning a good thing into an ultimate thing. Idolatry is never, never something obvious because it is a good thing and that turns into an ultimate thing. For example, ability to profit becomes greed. And now that becomes idolatry. Enjoyment of life becomes intemperance. Physical pleasure becomes sensuality. Admiring what others possess becomes covetousness. Enjoyment of food becomes gluttony. Self-care becomes vanity. Communication becomes gossip. Positivity becomes insensitiveness. Judgment or discerning becomes criticism. Sexual freedom becomes sexual immorality. Generosity can become wastefulness. Self-protection can become dishonesty. Carefulness can become fear. And you just went, Pastor, you went by that really fast. That's why we have the website and the podcast so you could go back to it and listen to it and review it and bless your soul. No, but whatever whatever sticks to you because you're not struggling with all of them, but but maybe one of them in your life that you got to throw away. I, I had a ninth grader who encouraged my faith, because I was in the youth ministry about for, for 11 years, me and my wife, and, and, and now she's, um, I think, on a track to become a pastor. She's, she's either serving right now or she's um, interning to be a pastor. Um, and you know teenagers, they're glued to their smartphones, right? They love, their, it's like their lifeline. They're communicating and they're loving it. They're on Instagram, Snapchat, whatever they could on website. They're watching the videos and and she said, you know what, I, th- I I challenged a similar thing to teenagers and said, you know what, what is your idol? What do you need to let go? And be bold about it, be courageous about it. What can you do? And she said, you know what, I'm gonna sell this smartphone and I'm gonna buy a phone that does not have internet on it. It's just gonna be for the purpose of having conversation, which is the main purpose of the phone anyway. And text, that's all it is. Because she said, you know what, pastor, I hear you. I'm not in the scripture. I'm not reading the Bible. I'm not, I'm not praying. Because the time that I want to spend praying, I'm on my phone texting my friends. The time that I want to be in the scripture for, I am reading my social media. And man, God has blessed her spiritual growth like never before. Now, I am not against smartphones. I love my iPhone, and I'm going to use it for the glory of God and kingdom of God. (laughs) But if that's you, if if that's what is taking your place of your Lord and Savior, maybe something for you to ponder on. There's, you know, in, in this day in society, um, In this day and age in our society, there's a strong temptation for teenagers to be successful too, right? And just like all of us, but some of you will never relate to this story. Because there was this teenager who really loved studying, and all he wanted to do was to study. Some of you are pretending to relate to this story, but it's okay to be honest at church. The temptation for him was to study seven days a week. So when the challenge of Sabbath was given to him, it was hard for him to quit studying because he wanted the best, and that's a good thing. He wanted to go to good college, and that's a good thing, and he wanted to make it in the world, and he wanted to have a good job, and that was a good thing. However, he could not let go. That was his idol. His grades was his idol. So you know what he did? He stopped studying on Sundays. However, he will er, he would sleep very early on Sunday nights. He will he'll love the Lord, serve the Lord faithfully, and hang out and, and do sports, whatnot, and, and work out on Sundays and just sleep very early. Wake up very early, like five in the morning on Mondays. And this is the testimony that he shared. Pastor, after after a few weeks, that Monday, the three hours that I'll spend to study right before I go to school on Monday, that would I would have about 20 hours of productivity in that three hour. God would anoint and bless the time because I chose him over my idols. Do you believe in a God that provides for you? Do you believe in a God? A God who, who when we break our idols... That he will come into that place and he's a generous father. Your father is rich and he's generous to you. He wants to make you prosper. The point of him saying, I want you to serve me and me only is not to make you limited, but rather to say to you, I want to fully bless you. But you have things in your life that is blocking that anointing and that blessing. That person in your life, and we got to remove that son, we got to remove that daughter so that I could fully be present and my blessing can fully flow out of me and to you and to the world. So tonight, I want to challenge you. What's your idol? And how can you decide to let that go? Just ponder. Let that question just bother you as you go home. Please don't walk away saying, Mm-mm. because I believe if, if Joshua was preaching the word tonight, he would be one of those leaders, say, you know what? No one's going home tonight until you make a decision. <laughs> you serve the Lord. Hey, we're going to lock the door, change the doors. Come on, ushers. I'm going to make sure that we get some kind of decision tonight, whether you serve the Lord, only him only, or you don't serve him at all. Let's just clarify things right here. So I want to challenge you as I, wanna, as, as I leave. Say, you know what? Just make a decision tonight. An honest decision, an honest decision before God. Do you choose to serve him and him only? Because he's easy to find when we remove and throw away all the other gods. Let's pray, church. Father, this is such a hard message. I'm preaching it, and I'm going, God, I wish I could live up to it. I want to. We need you to help us. Would you illuminate our hearts and our minds and the eyes of our hearts so we could see the idols? Holy Spirit, we invite you. Come on, church, just pray that prayer in your heart. Holy Spirit, reveal our idols. Reveal my idol, Lord Jesus. Just pray that prayer right now. He will reveal it to you. He will reveal it to you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to reveal our idols to us. Show it to us, Lord Jesus, so we could serve you and you only, us and our household from this day and forevermore. It is in your name I pray.